I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to episode 13 of Please Advise. I'm Malls and I'm very hungover. I'm going to be honest with you um, right up front. I can barely form a sentence. Um, that said, this should be a very fun pod. And also, I want to just tell you right now that at some point, I'm probably going to smoke shoes, which is a secret code word for marijuana. So I guess it's not a secret code anymore, but just know that I'm going to smoke some shoes at some point. My laces are going to be pretty tight. Okay, so <laughs> our guest today is Lara Shanehals, who is one of the brilliant people behind White Girl Problems. They have had, like, what? You guys have had two New York Times bestselling books. We have one New York Times bestselling book, oh, and sorry. then the other one's just, like, selling really great, but you, oh, didn't sorry. make the New York Times sensitive cut. sensitive about that? I mean, that hurt yeah. a little, but I'll get over it. <laughs> um, that's very exciting. What's it like to write a book, girl? It's fun. Oh, I'm clicking a pen. Christina just pulled that <laughs> That was taken away. Um, writing a book is fun. It's challenging at times, but it's rewarding because people read it and they love it. And then <laughs> it becomes a New York Times bestseller. And then I get to brag about that for the rest of my life. Okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm not going to ask you interview style questions anymore 
because I realized that I just am like, so what's it like to write a book? <laughs> like, this is the stupidest <laughs> thing anyone's ever asked anyone. I'm just realizing, by the way, how much you look like Elsie from the Hells. Like, I've uh, seen your face a million times. I never, like, today you really look like Elsie from the Hells. I should have given you that on the list of things that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> no one's ever said that before. People have told me I look like Tara Reed before. No. And that, uh, the Elsie thing is kind of on par. Yeah, no, you do look like Elsie. And I, like, please take that as a compliment. Because okay. Lauren Conrad's a style icon. You don't want to look like... <laughs> 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 I guess it's better than looking like Lo. Because what's she up to? I know. I miss Lo. I actually read, um, I loved Lo because, well, I loved her on Laguna Beach season one because she was like, you know, she just didn't take herself seriously. Yeah. Um, but then, like, she was kind of mean on the hills, I thought. She was. And she I turned she, a corner and then she got too big for her britches is what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, she had that white Jetta that she used to, <laughs> she got for graduation. <laughs> and I heard she went to college and became a big cokehead. It's like, I guess what I heard. Like, it was a rumor that I heard. On, I Well, I think I Googled it or something. <laughs> and I read on some message board that Lo became a cokehead in college. It all starts so, with a white Jetta. Yeah. <laughs> and that is true. That is it's true. Um, yeah. So, um, who do you think I look like? No, I'm just. <laughs> What's it like to look like Lauren Conrad? Um. <laughs> She's also a best-selling author. <laughs> yeah, so she we have is. that in common. Hard candy. And that Wait, was is book. she a best-selling author? I think she. I is. gotta Google that. She wrote like three books or something. Christina's googling it in a frenzy. <laughs> I will love life if I'm a bestseller and Elsie is not. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, we're not allowed to talk. Like okay. Oh, sorry. We can't wait <laughs> for the Google. Oh, she is. Okay. So okay, good, we've good, confirmed good. it. Lauren Conrad is a style icon oh, and best <laughs> New York Times best-selling <laughs> author. All right. I'm on one, you guys. Um, so just so you know, like this is, you know, whenever I say like make jokes about how well put together I am and how great my life is, I just want you to know that I'm a fucking mess and a shit show. And the fact that you trust me with the problems in all of your horrendous lives. I mean, honestly, like some of you guys just have like horrendous lives. I'm like shocked by it. Um, <laughs> means a lot to me. Laura, are you ready to answer questions about like scandals and cheating and like all sorts of like crazy Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. Bring girl, it on. Girl. The more like, scandals, the better. Yeah, I know. Wait. I love sadness and darkness, so I'm like totally ready. Can we talk about Vanderpump Rules for a second? Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that for a lot of seconds. Okay. So wait, just real quickly, <laughs> I need you to like tell me like where you rank the characters, like who's your favorite, who's your least fave, like do you miss Laura Lee from Jax's like uh, relationship? I live for Laura Lee, I, but I, I feel like I her, her acting career might be like taking off and that's why she left the show because she was like an actress. Yeah. Well. She's she had was, roles. She was in We're the Millers. But yeah. then I Googled furiously one night, you know, I just like because I was really upset about her like addiction history and the way that Jack's like <laughs> dumped her outside of an N.A. meeting. <laughs> relationship. I really live for them. She, I, I need to rewatch actually Laura Lee's arc on 
Vanderpump Rules. Oh, it's worth a rewatch yeah. for sure. And um, one of the things that I found out about Laura Lee is that she might not be doing too well anymore. Oh, fuck. She definitely is back on the sauce because I found her Instagram <laughs> and she drinks a lot. Oh and I remember, God. yeah, she was I'm going to follow her. I'm going to shoot her a follow. In her NA meeting, she said that like, sometimes I think I can just have a glass of wine and be like a normal person. And then I realized like I can't. And like her whole Instagram is her getting like shit face with her friends so um that's not funny but so she's um, back to thinking that she can just have a glass of wine yeah. casually and then um regarding her acting career um one of the things so she played a stripper in we're the millers mm-hmm. and um then i read that it might have been role research but i read that like she was spotted a few months after she shot we're the millers which is weird at cheetahs <laughs> which is a strip club dancing yeah, well, she was... Or just there. She wanted to be... She wanted to be... Oh, Christina's correcting me. It's a bikini bar. Sorry, I didn't realize you were the strip club. Bikini oh, Slippy bar. goes. That's why, right? Slippy loves cheetahs. Um, our friend Slippy. Um, but yeah, so she was like trying to figure out how she could apply. Wait, she really was? That's what it, I read That's on what, the internet. Oh, my God. Which means it's true. All right, things have taken a dark turn for Laura Lee. God bless her little soul. But I hope she can come back to Vanderpump Rules. Maybe they'll have her back. I know. As far as like my ranking of the cast goes, I think right now Sandoval is my favorite person. Oh, interesting choice. I'm kind of in, I'm really like team Sandoval, Ariana. I I love Ariana. Love them. Um, I just had to unfollow Jax from Instagram because he's like posting way too much stuff about his like menswear line. Oh, yeah. I'm so unclear. Yeah, called Excalibur. It's a chunky knit cardigans. Oh, wow. And he uses the hashtag, well, it's called Excalibur, but then there's also a hashtag like called My Society, but spelled M-I-G-H Society. And I don't know what that means, but I think he's trying to make it happen. Oh, and I'm over it. I can't support I it anymore. It. Like High Society. But like My Society. Oh, man. Jax want- is so misled. <laughs> no, it is like a mess. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, no, I go can't. back to like posting videos of you and Sandoval and Schwartz in Vegas. Like I that's what I want to like, see. Like fucks for money. Like a, gigolo? I think that like yeah, like I think that I've heard that he fucks for money. Interesting. Um, but like you know, who's you know, who's like representing that? I don't. I think that I just I don't know something I read on the internet. I don't know who sets up. The you think deals. he's like independently? Yeah, just, like, I think fucking that. For money. I bet. I bet that now that he's been on the show, like a lot of horny housewives like want to like fuck him. And oh, also, I'm sure there's no know. shortage of people that want to fuck Jax. That's disgusting. It, it is bums disgusting. Me out. I feel like I kind of go back and forth sometimes. You would fuck right Jax. now. I'm off. Girl, I, mean, I would not fuck Jax right now. And all you would get all of the herpes. I know. We talk about herpes. It's like Hep C. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's a Pepsi journey. Do you think Stassi got anything from him? A TBD. I know. I can't imagine what I need to rewatch. Actually, I'm going to do that this week. Rewatch all of season one of Vanderpump Rules because I need to revisit their relationship because I cannot conceive of them being together at this point in time. Well, Stassi's like gone. Like she's she's off trying to be a talk about style icon. Yeah, Stassi is really trying to make a splash in the fashion (laughs) (laughs) industry. Have you read her thing on Van? um, Oh, I okay. So I fucking hate. Pandora Vanderpump. I don't know if you know this. I hate her. She is a. I did not know that. I hate her. What's She's to such like? Such a little moose. Like I hate her. She's like when she came out of her like 
out of the dressing room in her wedding gown and she was like, mom, don't cry. And her mom's like, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> like she, she's like, who the fuck said anything about me crying? Like she's, and she's so full of herself. It's like, it's like, what have you done? I know. She Pandy? has her lifestyle website, which yeah. is what's it called? Pandora's box. What is it called? Oh my God. It is called something like Pandora's box. It's terrible. So. It's bad. I tried to read it and like get into it and I couldn't, <laughs> which is saying a lot because I can get into some shit on the internet. And that was just not. I tried to read Stassi's column and yeah. then I tried to read Sheena's column. Yeah. Neither column did much for me. Stassi loves um, Zara. I've noticed that about her. Yeah. She's a big Zara person. She's really big on like the high low, mm-hmm. um, informing people that you can pay like a lot of money for some things and then a little bit of money for other things. Revolutionary. <laughs> She's like blowing people's minds left and right. And her bio on that site was like, I love like red na- nail polish and like gold jewelry. And I'm like, girl, you're killing it. I like what they're all trying to do and like establishing their personal brands. And really the only person that isn't establishing her personal brand is Kristen. I know. Well, that's your girl, right? Well, yeah. We, I mean, we have like DM'd on Twitter and like, I got her number. I texted her and stuff. Haven't. Did she text back? Yeah, she texted back. But honestly, I just need to like follow up and set a drink state with her. Okay, good. Yeah, Yeah. you need to. And like you need to like really get that friendship secure so that like. There's a lot of networking. Yeah. That can be done. Well, I, I, you know, if I ever have a wedding or something, I want to be able to invite her. So like I need her home address. For sure. We could do that. Yeah, we should just all three go get drinks. I would love that. Do you think she works at Sir still? She definitely works at Sir. I got the scoop because I also matched with Peter on Peter Madrigal (gasps) on Tinder. Ryan told me that. Yeah. And then we ended up like exchanging Tinder messages and met up for lunch. No. Which for him, I think turned out to be like more of a networking opportunity. Not really a date, I don't think, in his eyes. Really? Yeah. He had a script. He emailed it to me. I haven't read it yet, but. Sure he asked me if I wanted to be a co-writer on his script with him. Oh, so, wow. Just so you know, I have a lot of things going on right now. It's <laughs> huge, girl. <laughs> There's lots no, of things are happening for me in a big way. Hollywood. Is it like a rom-com, do you think? It's like a com- I think it's like a bro comedy. Ugh, gross. Like with a courtroom element. Yeah. It opens in a courtroom. I did read like the first page, so. Was it funny? It was? No. Oh. I mean, yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I can't. I don't want to make a judgment now because I haven't read it that's, really. In okay, full. that's real. That's real. I did see Let's Be Cops. It was pretty funny. Did you see that? I didn't see it. Mm-mm. It was. I, I'm like speaking of bro comedy is like I just normally I don't enjoy them, but I did really like that movie. Oh, it was cool. Good. Yeah, it was just like a fun movie recommendation. It will have been out of theaters for like eight weeks by the time this airs because we are very behind, but really good um, well maybe i'll just get it on demand eventually rent it on blu-ray girl <laughs> um <laughs> oh man all right so let's take some calls i guess yeah let's do it all right good luck guys <laughs> hi malls my name is alice i'm 23 years old i am obsessed with a podcast i recently found it um okay so my situation I've been with my boyfriend now for about three and a half years and totally great. We're doing very well. We're like growing together, whatever. Um, my problem is his ex-girlfriend, they were together for like four years, like through high school, like went through a lot of shit together, whatever. And he hasn't really like gone away. 
and I've never been in a long-term relationship, so maybe it's because I'm new to this, but I just don't feel like it's super respectful to have, like, your ex, like, in your life at that point when there's not really, like, a huge reason. He just, like, he likes being on good terms, which is fine, but, like, they'll go on, like, dog playdates together and, like, whatever. He, she's, like, kind of involved with, like, his mom and stuff. It just makes me, like, kind of pissed off, and I feel like the crazy girlfriend is, like, super jealous. Like, I'm not jealous. I don't think she's going to, like, steal him from me, but, like, it just makes me really upset every time I see, like, her name come up on his phone and shit. So hopefully you can help me out with that. Um, I definitely want to get your take on it. So please advise. Thank you. Hey, Alice. What's up? Um, Thanks for listening. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Laura, do you want to start? Yeah, I can start. I'll just start by throwing out my first reaction is that when you say – you're not necessarily jealous, but you are upset. I think upset equals jealousy. I think you are a little jealous. And yeah. I think that that's natural. Oh, totally. Yeah. Tinkerbell was jealous. Look, like, <laughs> I just think I honestly, I would be the same. I would be rip shit. First of all, you're 23. So and you're going to break up. I just like flash forward. Like, yeah, I'm like sad. I hate to say it, but like, there's just you're not going to be with I doubt it right yeah so what three and a half years they've been together since 19 you're 19 and yeah 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 Mm-mm. it's gonna I mean like I hate you know I hate to say it but also it sounds like he's like a serial monogamous like he was in a relationship all throughout high school with this girl now the high school of it is the only thing that makes me say that like all right then they probably were more like playmates than they were like in an actual relationship because you're like adults like that have like spending money and live like not with your parents and can do things without asking for permission but um I do completely agree with you that it's like not right like I'd be pissed I'd be rip shit like there are girls I know that have like kissed Derek that like don't even get me started (laughs) Like, I I honestly, I mean, he knows not even to say certain names around me because I'll just lose my damn mind. I don't like it. And we have to, we have to, we had a really good conversation about it. We always, like, toast to our exes because we're like, if if all of those people hadn't, like, fucked us over or been weirdos or taught us what we didn't want or, like, hurt us, then we would have never found each other and appreciated each other. Like, maybe, you know, maybe this girl is, like, like secretly a lesbian or like maybe like she like taught him about himself. Like there's also like, like sounds like she still is teaching him about himself. See, yeah, that's the thing I don't like, Mm -hmm. but there's like a variety. I mean, there's a, there's a variety of like potential like curveballs, like game changers that you really don't know about here, but either way I'd be pissed. Yeah, I think it's okay to just own that it does that you are jealous of the time they spend together and that you are upset and that's like normal and fine. I don't think like accusing them of anything is going to take you anywhere, but also it's okay to feel like upset about them hanging out and he should understand that where you're coming from. But then also it's like they are high school friends. And, like, I'm friends with a lot of guy high school friends. Yeah. Even guys that I've, like, kissed or maybe, like, dated in high school. Yeah. Still, like, in touch with them. But that doesn't mean that I have any interest in, like, continuing that type of romantic relationship. 
So it's just different when you go through like high school with someone. Yeah, you're right. High school, it's the high school factor. I was gonna say I don't like stay friends with exes. Like that's not my thing. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, you never really were friends. Like you were people that wanted to fuck. Yeah. Said that before on the pod. But like you know, I, I just, yeah, the, I, I also don't like the mom thing. You mentioned that. I don't understand the closeness with the mom again. Like, that's where I have to be like, no, it's high Seems school. like a manipulation, the closeness with the mom. The doggy play dates. Keeping, yeah, doggy play dates. It's, I'm like, whatever. I don't have a dog. So. Oh, see, that seems I don't emotional that. to me. Like, um, moms feel emotional. Dogs, like taking a dog out to a park with someone, that, that seems like emotional intimacy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, basically there is no answer other than I'd be fucking pissed too. I hope you tell him your opinion about this and if he like pushes back on it, I don't think you're, I don't think you're out of line for saying something. And if he pushes back on it, I think that he is not being respectful of your feelings. I'm not saying that this girl has to leave his life entirely, but like. But maybe you can do group activities together and then you can get a sense of their vibe. So like you can say voice your opinion about being a little like iffy on the two of them hanging out. But then if you all hang out together and that feels comfortable and good, maybe you'll be soothed and you'll be like not so worried about them like spending one-on-one time together. Right. That's like an evolved way of handling it. You could also just like freak the fuck out and then like break up with your boyfriend. I mean, she's 23. She's probably going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. I'm like 30 and I'm still like borderline. Like, You're about to freak out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm, I mean, to be honest, I'm really, I'm, I don't freak out, but there, there have been, I have battled with jealousy um, my entire life because I'm an insecure, sensitive artist. Um, and so I totally understand it, but it's okay. Cause you guys are probably going to break up in a couple years anyway. And you'll like find someone else that has like a normal relationship with people in his life and appropriate boundaries. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Totes. Sorry, Alice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Some uplifting advice. <laughs> Next call. Hey, Malls. It's me, Danny. You follow me on Twitter. Thanks for the follow. Um, I will tell you, I was kind of inspired by your podcast. I'm a little drunk right now. I just drank about an entire bottle of champagne. Um, so I'm calling because, I'll be honest, um, I've listened to the podcast since the inception, and uh, I think I really relate to your style of humor. I feel like we're like really similar, so I feel like you can help me out. I'm about to graduate in December, and um, I want to go into entertainment. Um, I will say, I didn't know that you worked on Two Broke Girls until I listened to your podcast, and that's my favorite show, so... Um, I look up to you, so I'm just wondering if you could give advice for breaking into the entertainment industry. I want to go into radio. I've worked in radio before. Um, I, I know I'm funny. I know I'm exciting. People like me, but I'm having trouble, like, getting that initial traction and making people, like, you know, fucking love me. So if you have any advice, I would really appreciate it. I think you're amazing. I love you, and thanks for listening. Hello? Hi, Danny. It's Malls. Hey. What's up, Malls? How are you, hon? I'm excellent. How are you? 
I'm super hungover. I was at a wedding last <laughs> Me night. Me too. Yeah. Oh, you oh, are? Oh, no. Yeah. I am. I am. Yeah. It's my first week of the semester, so I drank a whole bottle of wine last night. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. I love college. Thank you. Um, say hi to our special guest, Laura Shane Hall. She's a New York Times bestselling author, so she's, like, really charismatic and successful. Hey, Danny. And I have your book. No, really? Yes, love I do. That. The first one. I don't oh, have the second awesome. one yet, but I love the first one. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you have to go buy that book and yeah, make it a New York one. Times bestselling book. It's like... <laughs> you'll love it. If you love the first one, you'll really love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. I'm excited to read it. I'm excited for you to read it. Okay. So, Danny, <laughs> um, I'm going to yeah. ask you about your passion you say you want to get into radio. What specific type of radio do you want to do? I want to do like entertainment music radio, not like journalism radio. That's too boring. But I want to like make people laugh. Okay, so you want to be like, uh, like big boy on Power One Hundred Six. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Love that. Okay. Well, that's very cool. Um. Well, you know, it's interesting because Laura and I were both just discussing that it's really hard to make it in any field, quote unquote, make mm -hmm. it. I don't know what making it really is, but radio in particular seems really difficult, especially if you want that like drive time DJ spot, right. you know? Yep. But I'm not saying that to discourage you. I'm saying that because like, Maybe we can do like a little reframing for you. So like we could get okay. you get you like started on like a podcast. You should like definitely have a podcast going. Mm -hmm. Um you should Okay, can I tell you? Okay. Can I tell you? I'm actually developing one right now with this girl I used to intern with. Oh, fabulous. What's it about? Yeah. Um, it's kind of we're coming from the angle of like um, like, love, sex, relationship, but, like, really, like, nitty-gritty. Like, I feel like a lot of people that talk about that want to be really, like, PC, but we're just, like, going balls to the wall all in about it. Okay, love that. Love Scandal. That. Is there a music element to this? Um, not yet. <laughs> Maybe you should consider could that. You could play, like, breakup That's songs, a like a breakup playlist or, like, specific songs for mm -hmm. people and, like, or relationship issues. I like that. That's I a like good that. idea. That yeah, merges that your love of music and talking. Right. Yeah. But I think that it's really important for anyone who's just starting out. You know, like when I started on Twitter, I only had one follower, too. I'm just like you, Danny. Um, but <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but like, you know, I did everything when I first started. I blogged like all the time. I did YouTube videos that are completely embarrassing now. But like, I'm really <laughs> glad that I did them. Um, you know, I I eventually like got around like six years in living in Los Angeles. I figured out that maybe I should write a script because that's what everyone else in this town was doing. And that's what led to the job on Two Broke Girls. But I am. Um, and like the fact that I just love writing scripts now, generally. Um, but yeah, I think that you need to put yourself out there on as many platforms as you can. Like if you go to my blog, not to talk about me, but like go to my blog and look at my um, best of mall she wrote category and just look at all 
like the or the about page. I don't know something like that. There's like you can see that I did like fifty different things before I I did any. I never never was doing like one thing, and I always had like twelve different possibilities going, even if like the chance of it working out was really slim. So like start two podcasts, like internet your college radio station if they have that, you know. Um, start right. making YouTube videos, like reach out to more people like the way that you reached out to me. That was a that was a huge thing for me was I would just like m- like MySpace message comedians and be like, so how'd you make it? You know what I mean? And that oh. I still like communicate. That's how I met Jordan Rubin, who has been like one of the most uh-huh. helpful people to me throughout my entire career. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Laura, do you have any advice? I think that that's great. I think putting yourself out there is kind of oftentimes the hardest and scariest part is just like allowing people to kind of see you and like be vulnerable online to like haters and trolls. Mm-hmm. But that's how you learn what works right. and what doesn't work. Like you will get instantaneous feedback and you'll be able to kind of hone your voice and your humor and find what people like and find what you like and you'll learn a lot about yourself. So just be brave. That's real. That's yeah. real. And also another That's very real. It's very real. And then another little note is that people know when they're being like lied to or that they're like basically like the a person is faking something, like a personality trait or like a style. Oh, so like right. just be really true to who you are. Like speak in your own voice. Like do work that you can defend to, you know, obviously like step outside of your comfort zone. But like for the most part, you should be proud of the things that you do and be able to back them up. So while you should be trying a million different things, you should also just be very true to yourself and as Danny as possible, if you know what I mean. Totally. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that I've been kind of like struggling to figure out. But I feel like maybe in the past like year or so, I'm finally sort of coming into like, who I really am, you know? That is definitely, I, that was around my, you know, you'll always be figuring out who you are, but it was my senior year of college that I think I really started to like write and understand my voice the way that I, you know, do now. Like that was, that was around that time. So it doesn't seem wrong. I mean, you're constantly using your brain in school. So, um, and also, hun, please enjoy those days that you're living now of being able to drink a <laughs> bottle of wine a night because mama can't do that right. anymore. I'm getting fat. Like, it's gross. I get to hire a trainer. Oh, no. Yeah, it Danny. all turns. Danny. It all turns on like, you eventually. My skin is, like, falling oh, off really? in chunks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even much. It's like a skeleton that's here podcasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, You know, everybody's been saying that, and it's, I'm actually graduating in December, and I feel like now is when I'm finally starting to like realize, like, yeah, it's actually coming to an end. So I'm definitely working on that too. <laughs> oh yeah, enjoy, live it up. That is something yeah. to, that all creepy old people say to college kids: enjoy it, enjoy it. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, I, I am enjoying it. Yeah, but I was just thinking, like last week, I would 
kill someone to be able to just go back to like a college schedule for like a week and just like roll out of bed and go to class at 11. Yeah. Like, right? Or like so not even that. go to class. Not even go to class. I didn't even like schedule classes on Friday for like the entire college career. I was like, love Me too. Yeah, no, who yeah. needs it? Friday yep. was part of the weekend. Do you want to know a secret, Danny? It's not really a secret, but I didn't read one book in college. <laughs> I really? Yeah, I would just like. Did you just clip like, notes it? Yeah, no, I would just fake. I would fake my way through on everything. And um, like, I'm kind of like Frank Abagnale from Catch Me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not like that. But I just am a slacker and I didn't do anything. So like, I just, you know, I'd like ask someone else to be like, so what was that book about? Okay, cool. Or like, sometimes I'd watch the movie. But like, I, yeah, I didn't really usually even watch the movies. Um. Okay. Well, now that I've inspired you, um, is there any more questions you have? Are there any more? <laughs> is there any more? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'm wondering, how do you guys deal with, like, the haters and the detractors and the trolls? Because I feel like as I've sort of started to, like, become, like, a little bit more well-known, I'm, like, dealing with a lot more of that. And that is, like, to me, it's, like, the worst the worst part of it because I feel like when I do put myself out there, there's like, there's a lot of positivity, but there's also a lot of negativity that's thrown right back in my face, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. So I think Candy on Real Housewives of Atlanta said it <laughs> best and you got to fly above your haters and you just got to song. Yeah, I know. It's so fucking good. Um, love that song. Um, but no, like, you know, I don't know. I, I get my feelings hurt when I read um, comments sometimes, like on the posts that I write. I'm like, why would they say that about me? But um, I don't know. Like, you know, whatever. Just ignore it. People are assholes. What do you, you know? Yeah. Like, I think ignore it or find a way to laugh at it because it kind of, I just kind of get a kick out of people saying mean things. Yeah. Like once someone, I did like a Babe Walker video on YouTube and someone commented that my voice sounded fat. Which I thought was very clever. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, cool. Yeah. So I I kind of like it that people. I mean, I mean, haters care, obviously. Yeah. Or else they wouldn't That's be like taking true. time out of their schedule to like comment on your shit. So every reaction is a you can loll at it. Yeah. Or you can like cry about it, but better to loll. Oh, and also if if you if you haven't seen um Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie. <laughs> totally see that. That's an in, it's a really um inspirational movie about radio and like being yourself and um he has a lot of haters and like there's an interesting like statistic in there like the director of the radio station was saying something about how the people who hate Howard listen to his entire show versus the people who love him. They just listen to like three quarters of it. And the reason why is like they want right. to see what he'll say next. So your haters are actually oftentimes your biggest supporters. Like um, look at Julia Allison, you know, <laughs> she's still relevant because so many people hate her. Um, I, I'm obsessed <laughs> with talking. About, you don't know who that is, do you? Is that the girl that married herself? No. Yeah, she at married herself at Burning Man. Is, I'm is so, she already married? Did she get married already? I don't, know. I, I don't know if Burning Man has happened yet. Danny, do you know if Burning Man It's Man's happening happened? now. Oh, it's happening it's right like, now. I don't know. It's currently happening. I've been on vacation, so I haven't really been able to check up on her. But um, I, 
I don't know why I'm so obs- I'm obsessed with. I'm keeping Julia Allison alive right now just you because I have. Yeah. You and Ryan O'Connor. You Ryan are. O'Connor told me he doesn't know who she like. He's oh, like, he he's knows like, who she is. He was like, "That's the difference in our age, I guess." He said that to me the other day at brunch, and ah. I was like, "You have blood on your hands." Um. So, okay, hon, Danny, have so much fun, and um, like go, you know, fuck someone for me. <laughs> Of course, with pleasure. <laughs> All right. Bye, Danny. Send me a link to your Thank podcast. Thank you guys so much. I really... You what? Send me a link to your podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're hopefully putting it up sometime in September, so I'll definitely send you a link. Cheek. 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 Bye, hon. Bye. Thank you, guys. This means so much to me. Have a great night. Aww, you too. You too. Bye. Okay, so we got some letters. You know I only like my letters scandalous. I haven't read any of the letters this week. Laura's going to read them out loud for me because I don't want to read out loud today. That's not really my journey. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess you guys aren't really getting it. Something's not clicking. I'm not sure if this letter is about being incested or not, but I have told you that I only, <laughs> I only want incest-level drama or higher. And... um you know, we'll we'll continue to take your letters, I guess, because that's the best we can do right now. But um, like, I need to hear from more survivors or people who are <laughs> like struggling with something. Anyway, Lara, just read the letter. Okay, I guess. I'm gonna take it from here. You set the bar really high. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> You're really holding people accountable for drama. <laughs> I love that about you. Okay, here we go. Hi, Malls. So I know written questions are reserved for incest, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> She gets it. She gets it. No way. But I couldn't risk putting my voice out there and having one of my boyfriend's friends hear this and tell him because I think he'd def go bonkers if he knew I asked this. The backstory is my boyfriend and I have been together for a little over a year and I'm definitely in love with him. He's definitely everything I've been looking for in a guy in every category except one, which I'm sure is obvious. The sex is just fine. I know the reason has to do with his anxiety problems and probably something to do with growing up Catholic, but he's very inhibited. And if things aren't just so, he'll get nervous or have a panic attack. I think I basically tried everything to get him out of his shell. I've tried to sext him and he, quote, doesn't know what to say back, unquote. We've gone to sex stores and bought handcuffs, which I tried to then use spontaneously when we were just drunk enough and he chickened out. We basically keep it to the bedroom and it's very predictable and paint by numbers. The one thing that gives me hope is that during a short period when we were long distance, we'd sexed all the time and he was really filthy in a way that I was very excited by and he said he'd never been that way with anyone before. But then once we were reunited, he hasn't been able to get back to that place. This is definitely an ongoing issue and he knows how unsatisfied I am, partially because we've talked about it a lot and partially because I think someone broke up with him over it in the past. I try and be encouraging while still voicing my needs, and I reassure him that I wouldn't give up on him for it, but secretly I do get really a little depressed about it sometimes. So I guess the question is, what are your thoughts? Do you think this could get better as time goes on, or if not, can I learn to care about ever not having great sex again? And also, how depressing is it that the best sex of my life was when I was 16, and back then I thought it could only get better? Thanks, Smalls. Oh, boy. Fuck. What do you think, girl? I have a lot to say about this. Okay. Sex is one of the most important parts of a relationship with anyone. I'm also just like 
first may I just say I'm blown away that you had good sex when you were 16 because <laughs> like how on earth did that happen like can I you just like... refer that whoever you were fucking like have him write in and like leave us his phone number because girl like good pizza 16 <laughs> years old <laughs> I was having a lot of sex but like none of it was I good I was totally a virgin um it's so a training day in the theater seven times <laughs> so first and foremost like congratulations on that it might not get better than that tbh but okay so (laughs) sex is the most important part one of the most important parts of a relationship and i think it's good that you're really patient with your boyfriend that is so key and like being very sensitive to like not make him feel bad about the anxiety issues and like the sex issues because obviously i think he probably already does feel kind of bad because he knows that you're like sexual and sexy and like want to have fun and be like flirty and like adventurous so congrats to you also on being like chill with him about it but i think just taking baby steps is honestly the best option and Mm -hmm. then also if you have the chance to like go out of town again for an extended period of time and then just like sex like sexed up each other that could really work for you. Yeah. Because that worked before, and then you can just be – even if it's, like, you're apart for a couple days and you're, like, texting him, like, pictures of your panties and stuff like that, that could <laughs> help things out. But I think just, like, take it's, – it's a long haul. It's going to be a long haul, and you're going to have to be cool with, like, taking it slow and, like, building him up. And you might have to just accept eventually that he's just not that sexual of a person – And then you either decide if you're okay with that or if you're not. And it's okay if you're not okay with that because that's your journey and your prerogative. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I well, I think the Catholic thing is real. Like I'm Catholic. I also am like, you know, like I get I like get nervous about sexting too. I'm like, oh, is this like a sexy thing to say? I never know what to say about stuff like that. Like. There's there's certain things in your letter that I was like, oh, okay, like I understand like why not everyone is down to do that. Like they're just not sexually compatible. But um, yeah, I do think that he needs to talk to someone because if this is like, you know, as his partner, it's your job to kind of like help him out as much as you can and not just expect him to like know how to do everything on his own. And um, I think that you should suggest to him that he speaks to someone Um, because that can't be fun for him like that has to be something I mean guys are I've never heard of a guy that's like not that sexual of a person do you know some guys aren't though I guess so some guys just aren't that sexual and their tastes are just like pretty vanilla and they're cool with just like some missionary and then like snuggle time yeah but I'm definitely if it if it goes beyond just like his tastes just aren't aligned with your taste and it's more of like an anxiety or like performance issue, then yeah, he should definitely talk to someone because that's totally fixable and like then you guys can get to like a really fun flirty pe- fun flirty place. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst thing you can do, which is what happened to me when I dated someone who was like sexually challenged, is get really drunk and then like attack them and like try and like fuck the shit out of them because then they'll just get really freaked out um that makes them even more nervous uh you want to that what does that accomplish 
<laughs> didn't accomplish much. Oh, okay. No, it but was that's... like it was like it was. I got too aggressive in like a blackout state and was like biting and like trying to like really turn them on through like biting and like <laughs> aggressive sexual acts, and they were not. He was like not soothed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like unsoothed, and it turned into like a him having to like sternly tell me that he did not want me to bite him anymore. And then I was like fine and went to sleep. <laughs> And then we had a fight. So it was not, don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Just keep being chill and, like, not getting too drunk and acting out from a place of, like, your drunken sex goddess. Yeah, no. Especially if you think you're going to marry this guy. Like, you, like, he has to, he has to talk to someone. Yeah. You should probably even go together. If you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Then, like, totally. Just, like. Give it a few years. She's young though, right? We think she's what? We think she's 26? Yeah. Yeah, hun. We'll see how that goes. You can also just move on. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. If you don't think you're going to be with this person for a long time, get out and find someone who wants to like get blown in public. Right. Totally. I think that that's, you know, I mean, you could do like what Dan Savage would do. Like he'd say like, Ask him if he wants an open relationship. I'd be, I would shut that the fuck down if someone asked me that. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like if someone asked no. me that, I'd be like, "Do you want to break up?" Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, but you know, if he's not down to sexually satisfy you, gross. Um, and like you, I don't know. That's just like one of the most fun things I think about dating someone monogamously is that you have really fun, yeah. adventurous sex and like do things it's like an intimacy level where you're just free to do things that you've never like done before a satisfying physical connection yeah so you got to get that worked out but -hmm. it seems like you're patient and like willing to just keep at it yeah yeah proud of you girl Mm -hmm. fight Um, the good fight yeah fight the good fight yeah so you guys know by now, if you don't know, you should know that every single week I pick my favorite caller or letter writer and sus survivor and I um, <laughs> send them a song that costs $1.29 on iTunes. Like, it's like, I want to send you like the expensive songs, you know, and I'm going to pick it out for you. And then we also... Um, pick someone who faves us or no retweets us on Twitter. I don't, I'm I'm sorry, like I'm not giving you a song that costs dollar twenty nine for a fave. Like, <laughs> um, or reblogs us on Tumblr. Please advise at tumblr dot com, um, or rates us on iTunes um, with five stars and like a positive review. I will like randomly select, aka Chrissy the front turn will probably just like pick one of you. Um, and send you a song of our, our um, my choosing, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's my show, so I would be the one who picks. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, I just put my shoes on outside. <laughs> um, your show, your song. Yeah, let's just take calls from now on. <laughs> hey, Malls. Um, this is Carly. I love you guys, by the way, P.S. Um, I won't sue you. I actually am a lawyer, but I won't sue you. I promise, because I think you're fucking awesome. I am in a dilemma because I had this girlfriend for four years, and she sucked, <laughs> but I loved her. And she left me for, like, one of my best friends who's, like, a total loser lady, and she sucks so bad. And she's, like, the town whore who screwed everyone. 
And so she broke my heart, left me in pieces, left me in our house with our dogs in this fucking awesome new neighborhood that we just moved into. I'm just so pissed about it, and I can't get over it, and I don't know what to do. And now it's like suddenly all of our friends are trying to, like, holler at me, and I just can't fucking handle it because I don't think it's, like, normal to date people in a circle of friends and especially when all the friends have, like, screwed each other. I mean, is that normal? Is it weird that I'm, like, totally reluctant to do that? Or is that totally a normal thing and I should just get over it and just go out there and, like, bang? I don't know what to do. I'm having trouble getting back out there and need some, like, oomph or something to push me because being single at 28 for the first time since I was, like, 16 is totally weird. And I don't know how to do it. And I'm, like... Should I make a Match.com thing? Should I, like, go on the Internet? Should I just throw myself into the lesbian bars? I'm totally uncomfortable in that scene. I don't know what to do. Please advise. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, Carly. So just, like, I think right now my advice is I've listened to you. Kind of like I'm reading between the lines. Like I think that you might not know it yet, but this is, like, your growing period because you said something. You were like, I'm single for the first time at 28 since I was like 16. And that's like actually what like my exact situation was. And then I was like sing- like dreadfully single for like two years. And um, I thought it was like, you know, I didn't like mind it. That it was like a really like, okay. Like, but yeah, it was like a bummer because I like, I feel like I kind of was like removing myself from the dating pool for a while. And um, yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is that um, I think that, like, the reason why that naturally happened to me was that I needed to not be in a relationship and, like, not thinking about guys and, like, not, you know, pouring my time into, like, shit like that. And I – I was necessary for me. So I don't know. I mean, like, you said you're a lawyer, I think, right? So, like – that's like you already have like a cool career going on, so, but like maybe there's like more ways you can grow in your own life and like figure out who Carly is because it like you're gonna your life is gonna change so much in the next like two years. For I mean every every year in your twenties means a lot. So I don't know, whatever. Laura, what do you think? Um, well, I from the get go, I could tell by the kind of like Beavis and Butthead-ish laugh, like starting off the call, that things were complicated and you're in like a bit of a dark place. And I relate and also understand very much. And one thing that stuck out to me was that you said that this girl, you would do anything for her and she like broke you in the worst way possible. But I just have to like give kind of a harsh yet friendly reality check that you allowed that you you allowed yourself to be broken. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I sorry. I thought that goes with like kind of thought. I just let people do that to me too. Like I find them to be like really common. Yeah, that was a lot of my relationships in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, take advantage of me. Like emotionally, take advantage of me. I don't yeah. care. And like I'll do whatever it takes. Like I just yeah. want you to be happy. Like at whatever cost to myself, but. You allow someone to do that to you. So now I think is the time where you kind of like collect yourself again and say, how are you going to do things differently in your next relationship where if you notice those same patterns with someone you're dating, 
you get the fuck out and like don't let that don't put yourself in that position again and this will end up actually being a fun time for you because now you get to be free and just like Carly gets to do Carly Mm -hmm. and Carly's life Carly's rules so (laughs) (laughs) Carly you should get that like you should get you should def hook up with the hot les that just moved in with you I like highly abide that Wait, Hopefully her lease is like temporary, just in case oh things no, go down. She's gonna no fuck yeah. that bitch. But yeah, but like get it. Wait, like, but Carly, what? How? What did you say? What happens in Carly? Wait, <laughs> Carly's, Carly's life. Carly's rules. Okay, I want her to get Carly. I'm here's a decision I'm making for you in your new single life. I want you to have that made into like a car decal and put that in your their back window of your car mm-hmm. if you live in a city with a vehicle. Because yeah. like I think that that'd be like. Kind of cool. Yeah. And I also, you're like, it's weird to me that you're shocked by the fact that like all your friends are hitting you up and you're like forced to date within your friend circle because like, yeah. I thought, Carly. I mean, I, pardon me if I'm wrong, but I just thought that that's like kind of like the lesbian way of life a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like you're like lucky in that aspect where it's just like people are coming to run in. Yeah. Because on this side of the gay equator, that ain't the case. The gay quater. <laughs> the gay quater. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's like a stereotype, right? I mean, that's what it's that episode of Sex and the City was about, with, like all those power lesbians that Samantha got involved with. It was like, Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Charlotte. That's they right. Go, if you Good call, pussy huh? or not. Oh, Samantha was a lesbian with that. With Maria. Uh, Maria. Okay. Yeah, but Girl. she missed Dick. Oh, honey. I actually knew <laughs> that you beat Ed in um, Sex and the City trivia, right? Yeah, we, we both... We both scored around the same, but we got beaten by this other girl that just like snaked her way in and quietly knew everything. Fuck. But like Ed and I, I hate really, a bitch like that. I know she was like low key, not even like celebrating her <laughs> wins, and then all of a sudden, like Ed and I were really like thinking we were so flying, gonna like just take the prize. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she won the game, and it was. Do over. you think she like lays at home at night and like cries and watches Sex in the City like every day? I mean, that's I mean, what that's, I would like, say. What that. I do. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah like you're in a good position because you're just getting like hit up so i think if your body calls you to just like hook up with like your friends (laughs) i do it do you carly's life carly's rules carly's life carly's rules no i i totally agree i think that you should just like Fuck everyone, girl. Yeah. No, but like make your decisions. And reinforce your soul right now. This is your like Vanderpump Rules moment. (laughs) Do you agree? What does that mean? Because all all of them like date each other. And they're like young and free. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, they are actually like bound by the shackles. Yeah. No, I know. (laughs) Lisa and Ken. The darkest oh thing is that God. they still have to work at that restaurant. I, do you think they're like They all still work there. That's right. Got confirmed on my lunch date with Peter. Well, Stassi doesn't because she dates a serious Stassi, XM radio host in New York. Does she? Yeah, she's like a sports talk but radio But she's host. back for season three and she, you know she that girl is. got a, assigned a shift or two. Sweet. She's back in? Yeah, she's in. She had to come back from New York. <gasps> she's like over it oh and trying God. to move on, but the, you can't escape the clutches. Where are you getting this information? Honey, I went on the Tinder date with Peter. Oh. Uh, and then I got the scoop. Girl. All the drama is real. 
I guess it's I'm all just, real. Oh wow. Yeah, that's that's real. I don't know. That bums me out, man. Just because like St- he says he and Stassi are the most likable ones. According yeah, to him. I feel like I Which feel I get. Oh, I Peter is so. definitely like the most likable. Yeah, he's a likable guy. I actually think you guys would be a cute couple. But um He's he, I think he was just networking. I don't think he was that into me. He did not like my choice of restaurant. What did you pick? I picked um Sycamore Kitchen. I don't know what that is, but he probably may, honey, you know he it's has like a like, lunchy vibe. He wanted a place with booze. Uh, this doesn't this didn't have booze. It was like more of an iced coffee salad journey. They never ever not drink. In no, a they on are that show. they're booze hounds, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Which I'm not saying I'm not, but I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. No, it's easier to judge it when it's them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, no, dude, your life. Is a fucking disaster. But like, and kind you're of, drunk at noon. Yeah, but like, are their lives disasters? No, no, they're like really building their personal brands. Peter's like writing and producing. Katie has like a beauty blog. She does. Yeah, she has like a beauty blog. I want to know why Katie and Stassi gave up on their um, burlesque careers. I didn't know that they were ever really happening. I mean, oh, they I had just, that like, one. Thought they show, shouldn't have yeah. quit their lessons. I want Sheena to release an album. Sheena, if a you're listening, one. oh, well, like yeah. a whole. Oh, because she just well, has. Singles. I think she just has singles. Yeah, like, I read that there was no drama at her wedding in In Touch. There needed to be drama. I feel like season three <laughs> is going to be a no drama season, <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that for Pump Rules. <laughs> I love that show so much. God, I fucking love that. I know. They're my fucking heroes. That's true. I don't, I, why don't I talk about them more? I should be. I mean, I think you could do like I a spin off podcast that's just like pump rules. Talk. Girl, I want you to have that. I Actually, should have I want that. you to have a video diary. I just like want everyone on pump rules to thrive. <laughs> And be the change they wish to see in the world. So are they like just contractually <laughs> obligated to? <laughs> I want the cast of Pump Rules to just like Gandhi it out, <laughs> which they kind of are already, but like even more so. Break free of the shackles of, <laughs> oh, sir. The sexy, unique restaurant oh we've all God, come to know and love. Restaurant. And I just want them to like spread their wings and prepare to fly. They're yeah. doing it now. <laughs> Wait. I joke, but I really do like love them so much. No, I love them so much. They give much, me life. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think Ariana has the most like um, wits about her. Like, I think she's going to like get get something go, like going long Do you think term. she's the breakout star, low-key? In a weird way. Like, okay. I think she will have, like, she could have a sustainable lifestyle brand, a la Teresa Judice. Mm-hmm. But, like, obvious. I mean, she's not like Lauren Conrad like you, but, like, she might. still don't know how to feel about that. Why? I don't know how to feel about it. I just have, like, Elsie, like... I no, know. I don't like her attitude. I don't like her attitude. Yeah, no, I have, I have no respect for her attitude, but I will say that she's a beautiful girl. Okay, I'll take woman. That. I'll take I'll it. See she's a, a goddess, yeah. a fellow goddess. She's a queen. She's yeah. a mermaid. Mm-hmm. She's a mermaid on land. Okay. Ariana did have that powerful <laughs> braid on the season she two reunion always... that really blew my mind. I'm like, so does this I like go to you braid call... bar every day. <laughs> like, you know, she's like up a braid bar before her shift, but like only on the days where she's going to be on camera. It's like a Blake Lively ponytail braid. 
Yeah. With a deep V. Yeah. She had a lot of like, she had a lot of braid styles. Yeah. It was like a short, it was like a, she wore like a suit, but it was like a blazer and a pair of shorts. She's, she makes very interesting decisions. And I like that she's kind of <laughs> like, has like a, a hipster vibe to her, but like she's so not because she works at Villa Blanca and Sir. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see Ariana shit face the little joy at like, you know what I mean? Not like, I bet she goes to like Hyde. Is that a club still open? I think it is, but I think they go <laughs> to the den in Hollywood a lot. Ugh. Ed and I saw Sandoval there. Yeah, that's true. Do you think it'd be fun to date Sandoval? No. I well, do. actually, I, I feel like be... he'd be, because he's so, um, he's so like affable and like, you know, he'd be like. And he's kind of into girly stuff. So I feel like you could even go get like pedicures yeah. with him. No, he would definitely do that. Yeah. Kristen, like, he bent over backwards for her. You yeah. Know? He really did. Ugh. And she raw dogged fucking Jacks <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> they had no sex or no kiss sex on the couch. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh because it's dark, but one in Sir. I know. When well, because remember when Tom confronted Jax on the beach and was like, um, did you use condoms? And he was like, no. And he was like, one time. Like, oh, yeah. Like, as in like one out of the, like, like, no, did, did he clarify it was the first time or the second time? I feel like the first did he did he clarify or no? I don't know, but like I want to know why Tom looked so like devastated. Like yeah, because like Tom I'm got like, a blood panel shortly thereafter. No, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was like, do you think it's because of STDs or do you think like Tom was so emotionally attached to Kristen that he couldn't like deal with like. An unwrapped penis being inside of her. Honestly, I think it's STDs. Yeah. Just a Well, fear, Jax for sure has fear. herpes, yeah. You think so? Well, 100%. Loud and clear. My therapist told me that she knows prostitutes that don't have HPV, but for some reason, I look at um, Jax and I just see. There's something going the on herb, down yeah. south. He's had, you know, he's had like probably like chlamydia a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's had like incurable stuff and he's probably a carrier <laughs> of HPV. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, he he's a carrier carries HPV. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, who doesn't these days? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was, sh- again, I'll say it again. I was shocked when the doctor told me I didn't have HPV. Yeah. I was like, me? Are you sure? Not because I've done, I just like, I assume I'm unlucky like that. <laughs> Like, I don't even think I've done that many things. I don't, you know, whatever. Jax probably has herpes. Yeah. Um, should we but, take- like, hopefully he doesn't. Oh, so wait, so Carly, this was about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. How do we, like, wrap it up in a nice way that speaks to Carly's journey? Mm. Carly's world, Carly's rules. Carly's world, Carly's rules. And also just be careful in a mutual masturbation scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. On your sex, on your sex, on Carly's sex tour 2014 to 15, <laughs> be mindful of HPV jumping from one person's genitals to yours via but their hands like or your But you're like a catch girl. Like, I feel like she's going to get some sort of like serious girlfriend or whatever. You're a lawyer for fuck's sake. Yeah. You've got it going on. I mean, even if you're like a first year associate, your life probably sucks right now, but eventually you're going to be like raking it in. 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm texting my boyfriend. He <laughs> says he loves me more. Um, oh, oh, that's sad. Carly's like single and I'm saying that to her. <laughs> Carly. That was um, a pimp. Don't pimp Carly like I that. I know. Sorry, girl. She's shade. going through it. I'm not trying to throw shade in your direction. All right, honey. Next. Get broken again. Yeah. Don't let someone break you again. You control your break. Own it. Mm-hmm. If you listen to episode 12, we got a call from the most cheerful widow um, that I've ever heard from. She's a very strong, brave woman named Andrea, who I'm like kind of obsessed with now. She like moved me to tears a little bit. Um, We all knew I was going to cry on this podcast at some point. We just didn't know when. (laughs) And um, that was (laughs) that. So we have an update from her this week. Uh, Let's listen. Hey, Miles, it's Andrea, the widow from Chicago. So exciting to hear your advice. I totally agree with everything you had to say. You guys are awesome. I'm also obsessed with you and would love to hang out with you whenever you're in Chicago or I'm in L.A. Super excited about the song you're going to send me, but just so you know, I don't know how to get it because I'm, like, troglodytic and old and have, like, just recently discovered podcasts and obviously you know my stitch on online dating but um hopefully you can get it to me maybe you can like sing it to me over the phone i don't know anyway super super excited to hear from you hope i hear from you soon call me love you to pieces want to get a drink with you literally i'll drink anything that's wet and want to do that asap love you Love that call, Lara. Isn't she like so fun sounding? That's amazing. Uh, honestly, Andrea, I got your whole backstory like pre update. And I just have to say, like, can you bottle your positivity and sell it? Because I will pay. I will pay good money for that. Yeah, that's cool. She like, has the best out, like, outlook. Honestly. And, like, I'm amazed. She sounds really like you sound really fun and fun. Yeah, in Chicago, yeah. I love Chicago. You have good energy, girl. Really good energy that like radiates through all the wires and like all the way from Chicago to L.A. People from Chicago usually have pretty good energy, though, don't you think? They do. They're fun, and yeah. I love the phrase "I will drink anything that's wet." Oh, that's which is like incredible. about to be my new like slogan. And it's such a Chicago thing, too, because let's face it, Chicagoans love the booze. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's cold. Yeah, and their booze sounds and not in, like, a weird Vanderpump Rules way, but in, like, just, like, a serious, like, communal fun way. Do you think it is – do you think it is because of the weather, how much Chicago people love to drink? Absolutely. Because, <clears throat> like – okay, it's like I'll break it Irish down. Irish people have – alcoholism in their DNA because they need to like stay warm to survive yeah because Chicago you have three months of warm beautiful fun flirty weather and so you want to drink to celebrate that with your friends and then you have nine months of the worst weather ever and so you need to drink to deal with that with your friends yeah so it just turns into your consistently blackout 24 7 I love that. Yeah. I love that about I've Chicago. I've never been there. Oh, it's so fun. I know. You thrive. Derek and I said we were going to go soon. I actually, You yeah, need to do I a drunk history. There needs to be like some sort they of drunk did history. One. Did they do one? No, but like we're going to like take a trip. You as need like, to do a trip like too. people. Yeah. And we're going to stay in one hotel. One uh, hotel. Yeah. 
Do you want to know why? No, I'm telling you because every time Derek and I go on a trip, we stay in a different hotel room like basically every night. And we on our, we just took a two-week vacation and we stayed in um, – I think it was like 10 places. Ten, 10 different nights, 10 different hotel rooms. No, there was just like – there was like we had four nights or two nights in New York, the same hotel. And then we had um, – a courtyard, Mary- courtyard Marriott, which was like <laughs> with the balcony, which no, in with the place we were, it was very good. Um, I love a courtyard Marriott. It was actually killing it. Courtyard like, Marriott gets actually a shout out in Psychos. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just have to tell you, I kind of do love that hotel. I had a really good experience there in, um, in Baltimore in uh, – over Christmas, Derek mm. got really fucking sick, and I basically was like feeding him ramen noodles. Like he couldn't like function as a human. And um, like Mitch at the desk, she was this like awesome woman who had like her name was Mitch. Mitch. I mean, that just kind of says it all. <laughs> she just like kind of like killed it on the last day, <laughs> you know. And she um it. she was like, don't let him drink dairy. Like, every day she would, like, yell at me, but, like, it was with love because she was, like, a mom. We were there. I felt like we were there forever, but we were so happy to be there. Courtyard Marriott, you get that, like, upscale Marriott vibe, but with a courtyard casual feel. Yeah, I love that. I do love a casual feel. Like, Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, I like other things, too. Um, Andrea, well, I guess what I'm saying to you is that when you go to Chicago – You'll be hitting Andrea up. I will. Getting or some of that positivity. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Andrea. My shoes are kicking in. Um, oh. <laughs> I feel, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, all right. Love you, girl. Bye. Bye. All right. That's it for episode 13 of Please Advise. Thank you, Laura Shane Halls. I called you Lauren. <laughs> you look so much like Lauren Conrad. That's... <laughs> This is like an ongoing thing. Lara Shane Hall. Lara. I know. No, I just have never seen it. I know. It's okay. Girl, you know, (laughs) I know your (laughs) name. I just, um, I was thinking of how you taught me how to pronounce your last name today. Will you tell everyone at home how to pronounce it? Yeah, I will. Everyone, listen up. So my last name looks like it should be pronounced Schoenhalls, and it really is like a brain buster for people that encounter it first-timers. Yeah. So what I always say is that you should think of Shane West and then walking down the halls and then just like put those two thoughts together and then you get Shane Halls. (laughs) (laughs) That's my last name. I love that, girl. I love that so much. I love Shane West. And then, like, Who doesn't? just picturing him walking down the hall. Mm-hmm. You know, that's cool. And then you get me. That's a really great way to explain it. I, I feel like I spend most of my life spelling my name out loud to people. Yeah. Because they're like E A R. And you're like, no, e- no. double E. Double No, it's M C. Oh, I we had M A C. No, yeah, no. It's, yeah. Wait, how do you say it? It's not clear. No, I know how you say it, but I mean, like, how do you, like, oh, spell oh. it to people? M C A L E E R. Okay. We, I always learn because I listen to my mom spell on the phone. And so when I was little, it'd be S C H O E N H A L S. And that's like, (laughs) 
That was like how you spell it to newbies, noobs, if you will. Girl, that's so real. That's such a cellular memory moment that mm-hmm. you like remember your mom doing. Like, that's so real. Mm-hmm. My yeah, that's right. I think, I don't know my mom's nuanced thing, but I remember like pretty much everything she did when I was growing up was like too specific for me. Like I just was like, man, you're over it. I guess so. I mean, we were in the house a lot. Like together, I mean, we lived together. So, because mm-hmm. I was a child and she was my. Is mother. it just you? Or are you an only child? <laughs> yeah, I love and that about you. Single parent. So we're like, you're in it to win it. Around each other a lot. You're like Jayla or Jayla Hewitt and Sigourney and Heartbreakers. Yeah, yeah. I love my mom. All right, I don't know why the fuck we're talking about this. You guys, please call. Uh, with more questions and your updates at 323-450-7408. Email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, SoundCloud, of course, um, soundcloud.com slash pleaseadvise. We're on Instagram. We post pics from the episode. I don't think I could take one today of myself because my face is falling off in chunks as I've <laughs> explained to you. Um, and we're on like, you know – Tumbler, pick of your glasses. Yeah, I'll just take the yeah. Tom Fords. Yeah, get pass me my Tom Fords. Can you pass me my Tom Fords? That's what I say now. Mm-hmm. Um, where are my Tom Fords? All right, uh, all right. Bye, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, what? You have to do your rant. Oh, my like free advice. Your free advice. Okay. Listen up, because it's been a hard journey this past tax season. If you have, if you're making money now, if your parents give you money, if you have like an inheritance, whatever your financial journey may be, I highly advise to start saving like just even like a percentage of it now and putting it away for later in life when you like get flying fabulous and like make money independently and then get slapped with a tax bill because that day is coming and I never thought I'd be like a stick in the mud that's going to tell you to save because I fully believe in like blinging out but you need that money in your savings account so just save money like a little bit here and there and you'll really thank yourself later and yeah. trust this is like coming from a very real place. That is the realest. I'm just I wanting to share with you. I'm panicking about money all the time. Yeah. And guess what? If I had like really paid attention, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to be panicking now. I'm like shading, my, shading myself at 30 years old that I'm like, yeah, you know. But girl, thank you. Oh, things are happening consistently, but I'm just saying, all day, like, every day. All day, every day. But I know, but it's true. If but you could true. go back and, like, have saved your, like, just remember that thing that everyone has been saying to you your whole life. You'll, it's one of those things that you're just like, fuck you. That's so boring and weird to even talk about to I, me right now. Not th- I know. And then you're like, later on, you're like, wait, that wasn't that weird. It was actually like sage but advice. And you're like, like oh. save your money. And I'm and like, you're like oh, fuck okay. you, anyways, gonna go 
fucking spend eighty dollars on a dinner. It sounds like like take cheese before say cheese before you take a picture or something. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds. It's like it almost seems traditional when yeah. people say save your money or people that are like enjoy your college years because it's all downhill from here. Exactly. And then you're like whatever, you old fogey, back. like fuck off. And then like. Later, you wake up and you're like, wait, I wish I was back in college. I know. So, yeah. Anyways, so wait, that's it. should we pick Danny for, for to the get... 129? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. I think that's natural and organic. Yeah, Danny, you're fun. Yeah. You're you're kicky. Yeah, I like you. Mm-hmm. Excited for your personal brand to emerge. Me too. I'm excited for his podcast. I know. It's going to be good. Yeah. You're going to approach sex in a unique way, a way that sex and body has never been approached before. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be in like the <laughs> sex and relationships section of iTunes, don't you think? That's Yeah, that's real. I'm going to explore that section. I want to know. Mm-hmm. It's right. like a Dan Savage 2.0. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel it. So yeah, Danny, this one's for you. Proud of you. Love you. Bye.